Again, it's our eighth annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear recommended summer reading list. It's our pick of the best books for children in three categories this summer, picture books, middle school reads, and young adult novels. But not only the best books, but we have interviews with the authors of some of the most talked about books of the year, including our next guest as we head to our middle school category. We find Newbery Award-winning author Meg Medina. She's the author of the book, Mercy Suarez Can't Dance. It's our pleasure to welcome Meg Medina to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Meg. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for asking. Now, let's start with the Newberry Medal. First of all, explain to our listeners what the Newberry Medal is and what it represents in the world of children's literacy. Well, the Newberry is a medal that's awarded from uh, by the American Library Association every year. It's given to the book that represents the most outstanding contribution to children's literature that year. It's voted on by librarians across the country, and and most parents know it. It's when you go into a bookstore to pick a book, um, you're looking for those you know gold stickers or silver stickers on the book. Um, if you look closely, you'll see that it says the John Newberry Medal on the gold one. And I'm very happy to say that um, I won that medal in 2019 for Mercy Changes Gears. So great. So this is a very prestigious award. Do you remember where you were when you found out you were going to receive this award? <laughs> yes, I was not in a prestigious place. <laughs> I had gone, you know, they contact you very early in the morning of the the day that you're that they announce these medals. So it's a big, big secret and it's everybody's on the edge of their seat. But, you know, it's such a rare thing that I didn't even really consider it possible. So I went to the gym, I went to the YMCA and then I came home, I was taking a shower and my phone kept ringing as I was trying to get ready. When I finally answered it, I saw that it was a call from Seattle, um, and that's where the ALA meeting was happening. The Library Association meeting was happening. And then the rest is a blur. I do have the phone call, I think, on my on my website um, if people want to hear it. It was, <laughs> it was surreal. They started talking and telling me who they were. And, that I, you know, the whole committee is on speakerphone as the chair contacts you and tells you that your book has won the Newbery Award. And, you know, all the things happened. My knees went weak. I started to cry. I, you know, and then I, then you have to keep it a secret for a while until they announce it to the public. So for, for an hour and a half or so, I had this immense secret that no one else knew yet. And so I walked my dog and I just gave myself a lot of time to think about, um, you know, what had brought me there and what maybe I wanted to do with the award once I received it. And, um, you know, just gratitude, I think, you know, it's a, it's a huge privilege to any way to write for children. Mm -hmm. Um, you're writing the books that, um, shape them and that they'll remember forever. It's joyful. It's meaningful work. I can't imagine doing anything else, but then on top of that, to be rewarded and recognized by your peers and by librarians, is, you know, it's, it's big. Okay. It felt big to me. <laughs> and now one of the things that I read somewhere that you said that once you won the award, former Newberry medalist, they called you with advice and congratulations. What kind of advice did they offer? Oh, every kind of advice, right? The first was, um, you know, remain calm. 
<laughs> and you're like, too late um, for that. Yeah, right. Um, that it was okay to say no to certain things because what happens immediately is that um, everybody wants you to come to their school, to their conference, to everything. And there's literally no way to address all of the requests that suddenly bombard you. So permission to say no. Um, there were conversations on, um, you know, how to think of your career now. You know, like, what do you do next from from this platform? And for what's the most important thing for you in your heart to do as you move forward? It was such a touching and beautiful welcome. And I've tried to preserve that, too. So now every time we have a new Newberry winner, I've had two now, <laughs> I've reached out to both of them um, in welcome and to offer a safe place to, to ask questions. Good. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to our annual recommended summer reading list this morning. We're speaking to Meg Medina. The title of the book is Mercy Suarez Can't Dance. And we'll talk more about the book in a second. But now the first book in the series made our recommended summer reading list a few years ago. So, of course, I read it and I don't want to give anything away. But the scene when Mercy and her grandfather finally sit down and have a heart to heart talk at the end of the book. That was so emotional for me because I could relate. I had a family member in the same situation, very well written and very relatable for me. And I remember sitting in the chair in my living room just being like, okay, Rodney, take it all in. It was emotional. Thank you for saying that. I've had that experience replay many times with many people. That's the thing about about writing stories about families, right? About the everyday joys and tragedies that are part of family life, right? If you write them honestly, I think they do resonate. And it doesn't matter if you're the the 12-year-old that I'm originally writing for or the adult reading the book, right? Mm -hmm. You feel, you see what's there. You see, it reminds you of your own grandfather or grandmother or, you know, a moment where you really had to face something hard together. So I, I feel really... Um, I, I don't want to say happy because it, it is a, a hard scene in the book, but I feel really gratified when when readers feel like they they can connect like with that. And balancing that, I feel like I also try to add all the moments that are funny and light in childhood as well in mm-hmm. in the book because that's kids' lives, right? One minute they're, you know, really great things are happening. They made the team. They, they're in the play. You know, their best friend loves them. The next day, you know, they've been dumped. <laughs> All kinds of things happen on a moment-to-moment basis. And then the really, they're also witness to the really big things that happen in families, you know, people's illnesses or, or death or money problems or job losses, all those things of the adult world are happening in the view of children. And so I like to write books that help them sort of, uh, uh, that, that accompany them through those experiences so that they feel um, a little more prepared if and when they face these things. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to our annual Recommended Summer Reading List edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. We read through a number of books and put together what we believe are some of the best books for children in three categories, picture books, 
middle school reads, and young adult novels. For a complete list of all the books that we selected, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and we'll have a complete list of all the books in all three categories. Right now, we're speaking to New York Times bestselling author and Newbery Medal winner Meg Bedina. The title of her book that we selected in our middle school category is Mercy Suarez Can't Dance. We'll talk more about that book in a second here. Okay, now, Meg, you're known for your books that celebrate Latino culture. Why is that so important for you? Oh, I feel like we don't have enough. We don't have enough um, Latino voices being being published and, and those titles being incorporated. That's true, I think, just across the board, just inclusive titles and more diverse titles in libraries and, and in classrooms. Um, you know, if you look out into a classroom today, you're going to see everybody. You're going to see faces from across countries and cultures and races and I think it's on us to provide students and provide kids books that really reflect not only them, but their classmates and the world, right? Mm -hmm. It helps them understand each other. It helps them reach across to each other. It helps knit us together as a human family. And so I try very hard to center Latino um, kids to, to draw our families you know, as authentically uh, as I can without stereotype and and so on. I just feel like I want to amplify. Like, that is one thing I wanted to do after the Newberry. I'm the first Latina to earn the the Newberry Award. Um, Matt de la Peña was the first Latino a few years before me. But I feel like I broke some barrier there, and I don't want to be the last one. I want to be the first, but of many more who will come after me. Now, let's talk about the new book. And before we get to that now, the first book being so successful, it, as we talked about this morning, it won the Newbery Award. And it was this new book was named one of the 50 most anticipated novels of 2021. Was that a lot of pressure on you for oh, to live up to the first book? <laughs> what is that like? For sure, it is. I mean, who wants to mess up a Newberry title, right? I don't right. want to come back out and have kids say, the first book was so good, but this one really stinks. Luckily, that has not happened. It has gotten <laughs> you know, many lovely starred reviews, and um, people are are really being receptive to it. I was so nervous when Medicine Suarez Can Dance was coming out, but I, I feel calmer now because um, the reception has been so lovely. All right. So tell us about the new book. So Mercy is in the seventh grade, and Miss McDaniels, the uh, head secretary, ropes her into being the co-manager of the school store. But Mercy, as we remember from the first novel, is a business dynamo, right? She has aspirations, and she decides she's going to make this like a big money-making enterprise. Only problem, she has a co-manager, a young man named Wilson Bellevue. So Wilson is in her grade. He's a math whiz. Um, he's actually a very nice kid, but they have to be in this like little school store together and, and make a friendship and also figure out how to share power in this store. And then, of course, when we add to all of this, that's what's going on for her. Um, she's also roped into being the photographer at the Heart Ball, which is a code for the Valentine's Day dance 
if there is one thing Merci Suarez cannot stand to do, it is dance. She doesn't <laughs> want to wiggle. She doesn't want to watch, you know, people watching her body. None of that. But she does agree to be the photographer after she's roped into it by her nemesis, Edna Santos. And at that dance, a certain accident happens, and Mercy makes a really terrible moral mistake. And the novel really looks at her figuring out how to make things better on her own, the way kids have to, right? Like when mm-hmm. they step into sort of adultish arenas and they, or they create a problem, and for the first time they have to figure out how to solve it without their parents like right there to help them solve it. So, like, the first novel was a lot about change in a family. This one, I think, is about love, believe it or not. I try not to say that too loud to kids because they want to run from the room screaming sometimes. But but it is about love. It's about, like, that creepy love, like, when you see your parents holding hands and you're not supposed to see them. It's about, like, watching her aunt, the Inez, fall in love. And then ultimately, like, the biggest love, which I think is the hardest one when you're in the seventh grade, is figuring out self-love, mm-hmm. right? How to like yourself, how to forgive yourself when you foul up, how to forgive other people who've been terrible to you. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to our annual recommended summer reading list show. We have poured through hundreds of books and selected what we believe are some of the best books in three categories, picture books, middle school reads, and young adult novels. On the phone with us now is New York Times bestselling Newbery Medal winner Meg Medina. The title of the book is Mercy Suarez Can't Dance. It's one of the books that we selected in our middle school category. Now, you alluded to this earlier. A central theme in both of the books is family, extended family, close-knit families, What are you hoping that young people will learn reading these books about family and family ties? Yeah, I think families are so interesting because, you know, they're the people who love us. And sometimes they're the people who can hurt us also without even intending to. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always intrigued by that. And what I what I want. I guess kids to really focus on the first is the representation of this family, of the Suarez family. I try to be as authentic as possible and I to offer people sort of a window into Latino family. The second thing is just, you know, that that even families that love each other and that are, you know, solid, you know, they struggle too. Everybody struggles in family and we, we have to figure out the way forward together. And then the last thing I think is is that you know, as much of, of the fantasy, right, of uh, of teens sort of wanting to shed their, their parents and leave them behind and, and do things on their own, the fact is we, we don't grow up in a vacuum, right? We do need our families in a, like a gentle touch sort of way as we're growing up to, to help us when we're in the tight spots, and that's okay. So, I'm, I mean, I think it's, it's a celebration of families, but like the way that families actually are with all their bumps and boils. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Meg, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. What an honor to speak with you. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, find out more about the book. If they would like a copy of the book, how can they find out more? Oh, please come to my website, www.megmedina.com. And there are book links there and all kinds of uh, goodies for you that um, have to do with all my titles, including Medici Suarez Can't Dance.
All right. Thank you so much, Meg. I really appreciate you spending so much time with us. All right. Thank you for your wonderful questions. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Rodney. We've been speaking to Newberry Award-winning author Meg Medina. Again, it's our eighth annual Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, recommended summer reading list show. It's our eighth annual show. If you would like more information or a complete list of all the books that we selected, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. We'll have the list there. You can also visit us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air, and we'll have the list there as well. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.